Jamie's Drive-In Podcast is here today. Kim Cattrall is somewhat hot. We're not really sure. We're going to talk about this movie and other shit. So pay attention to JB's Drive-In Podcast. We're going to make this podcast together so you all will listen to us rambling about a bunch of bullshit. You're welcome, people. You're welcome to <laughs> cut off. I should let the, let the music keep on going. That's it. That's it. They should make an hour-long loop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just put out a fucking video <laughs> where it just repeats for nine straight hours. We need an album. Well, I can't I'll tell you how, how like, I'm, I'm just, last week, I'm, I'm listening to that going, yeah, that's a song. Holy crap, is he singing? What the heck is going on here? He did it. He really did it. Sure. That's why we're doing this. That's <laughs> yeah, the only reason why we're doing Mannequin On the Move. On, on the, the move. move. On the Move. That's, yeah. On the Move. Hans and Franz. Oh, <laughs> God well, damn. There's three of them. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Fuck. <laughs> so fucking bad. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say about <laughs> Mannequin? We've got to introduce the Jamie's Driving, driving Podcast. Oh, I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't want to be. Rec- I don't want people to recognize September sequel. this. Well, then we, we did Mac and Me, so it's too late. Uh, okay. So, yes. No going yes. Back. Y- welcome. No welcome, this. welcome to Jamie's Drive-In Podcast. And we're here at the movies. Wait, wait, speaking of, I meant to mention this last week. I went to see Top Gun in the theater. Yes. Uh, yes it was yes. Fantastic. Fan- fantastic. I give I, I it, it a 10. It was awesome. Yes, I was contemplating whether or not to purchase it on Amazon and watch it. Oh, really? Well, yeah, because apparently it's only coming out on Paramount Plus, which I am not buying another no, streaming no. service. Nope. They, they don't have anything yet that I have to see. Well, actually, I bought, uh, I got into Discovery Plus because they've got uh, Forged in Fire, which is my new favorite oh, show. Oh, that's right. You told me about that the other week. And they've got a bunch of stuff. Yeah, a bunch and of stuff. I, you oh, know, Shark, Shark Week. And it's not, it's not too expensive. It's not like no, it's four ninety nine. But honestly, I'm kind of waiting because you know, since the merger, the Time Warner merger, with, um, I'm kind of waiting to see if they actually merge HBO Max with. Discovery, Discovery Plus, Plus because yeah. they said they were, but then they kind of went away from that. I, so I don't really know if they're going to or not. I, uh, and I, I would love to have it. I mean, Discovery Plus is one of the few that – because I love ID. I yeah, watch ID die, all the yeah. time. Well, I would oh. love to have HBO because <laughs> well, I don't have that. Well, yeah. you're going to have to pay the – you know. Actually, way, now, now, HBO has a 40% off if you pay for like a year. Oh, really? 40% off, and now – if you have an American Express card, American Express has a special right now where it's $25 off if you spend $100 or more at HBO. Kay. And the full year without ad, without ads on wow. HBO is like $104. So you would get... And it's 20% off if you pay with Chinese Yuan. That too. So <laughs> I, I just I, I quit my subscription two, year, two days later, sign back up. For a full year of HBO Plus or HBO Max, whatever you call it, 
Um, and that, that was, that's, that's how much my cable bill is. Amex. Just for that one channel. Yeah, for, yeah. for, for the whole year, For buddy. the whole year, for the whole year. Not yeah, for so with the, with it's the fifteen something per yeah. month. So without ads, I have it for a whole year. And that's what I got. Seventy five bucks. But I I didn't do that. Yeah. Well, it's, it just came out like a couple weeks ago. Uh, maybe I'll yeah. go through all the process. It's, I think I think it's yeah. If you have an Amex, you do. You I don't have an Amex, oh. but it, you know, saving twenty percent on it is 40, probably good enough. Forty percent. Oh, 40 percent. So what will happen? You mentioned the virtue. Uh, when when Disney Plus came out, you could have you you could get the package with. Hulu and ESPN, mm-hmm. which is what we ended up doing, and we had Hulu separately. Right. So what we we we, d- we just we just got rid of that one, and then you know we we got it with the Disney Plus. So I imagine that's going to be something in the future where you can ha- you can have either the the Discovery Plus without ads, Discovery Plus or HBO w- or both, mm-hmm. and it'll be like they'll probably up the price a, a dollar or two because it wasn't that much more. Like with Hulu, we were paying, what, four or six? And then with Disney, it's like 11 for both. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's not that much more. I got completely fucked with the Disney because I joined the 23 plan like yeah. you did. You buy two, and two you, years. You bought you the two years, you get the third year for free. Right. But I also had Hulu mm-hmm. um, because that was basically what I replaced my cable with. Right. And... Uh, Essentially, I'm paying for Hulu this whole time. I had the Disney. We get to the third year, which started in November. November last year, correct. Of yeah. last year, which was my free year. And conveniently enough, in December, I got an email from Hulu saying, oh, we just added Disney Plus and ESPN Plus to your uh, fucking thing, and we're charging you like six ninety nine a month for Disney Plus. So basically, <laughs> at this point... My free year I've been paying for through Hulu. And I'm just, I'm so fucking pissed. I'm just going to, ca- well, first off, I'm canceling. Well, I'm the only reason I still have Disney Plus is because it's free. I'm not free, technically yeah. paying for it. And, you know, but in November, I'm not renewing, the obviously. Bu- the bullshit. Uh, but I think I'm just going to get rid of Hulu as well. I think Fuck I'm going to fucking go with, I'll go with anybody else. Anybody else. Because it's just like. Dude, that is fucked up. You know, you guys totally screwed me. That is that is messed up. Kind of so. like a certain uh, political event that you attended back in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we do not speak of two hundred dollar tickets for a special announcement. Yeah, yeah. And the special next mo- <laughs> the, the the special announcement being next month we've got a special announcement. <laughs> I shit you not. Sounds special. Look on his face. <laughs> he's been had. He looked like Ralphie on a Christmas story after he found out it was about drinking his herbal team. And that Paul, fucker. Paul drank his herbal team. <laughs> <laughs> that fucker has begged me for money ever since and put me on every single fucking mailing list that, that exists. Lockdown? Uh, Urifsef? Is there a person named. Eurocef right Urse- now? I don't know. I'm getting um, Misha oh, Eurocef. Uri- Uripsky. Uripsky. Uri- okay. I'm getting shit from that person yeah. now. It's I don't even know who it is. She's running for Congress and she wants your money. Well, she ain't getting it. Yeah. She's going to fucking lose. <laughs> this is Maryland. <laughs> Republicans don't win in Maryland. Pull the chains. <laughs> okay. Um, so, is there anything left for Mannequin that we missed? I can't no. remember. Forgot the whole hang gliding part, by the way. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. 
she was in. She's an inventor. She oh. wanted to create oh, something yeah. she could fly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, so yeah. she <laughs> fucking flies down, and halfway down, she turns into the mannequin. Strapped a mannequin to a fucking hang glider. It was so stupid. All right. Oh my god. So the uh, the overweight people at Sandals who've been frying all day. Oh Christ, we're back to this. Fancy. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a continuation. From <laughs> last continuation week. from last week. Fancy French restaurants, <laughs> and you can tell the wait staff is screwing with those particular people because they wait forever to bring out their food. <laughs> 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 you all said there wouldn't be a payoff to the sandal story. <laughs> well, fuck you. <laughs> what the hell are we? Why are we so? <coughs> oh, Jesus. Now you see them there. And they're like, they bring out the wine list. And of course, you know, the, the guy's been baking in the sun all day with his woman who's brought there for their like 15th year anniversary. You know, he wants a special bottle of wine for her. And they bring it, you know, there's a sommelier that brings out the wine with the, the white cloth and all that. He's wearing the gloves and all that. Right. And nothing says, <laughs> nothing says exquisite or, or high-priced than when the sommelier takes his thumb and his index finger and just turns the, <laughs> turns the <laughs> screw off cap. <laughs> turn the screw off cap. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so good. Quality line. <laughs> and then he screws it back on and puts it in the freaking silver. <laughs> what is that, like a boons? The, only, the <laughs> only thing better would have been, you know, uncorking the box. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, no. Oh, okay. And so after they get through their, their dinner, they're re-energized with alcohol, okay? Right, right. They get Power back up. They get their second wind. <laughs> <laughs> second wind. <laughs> they got the food in them. The lever, their liver's like, no, not again. <laughs> not again. Well, they get just enough of the alcohol, like this obnoxious <laughs> glasses of wine that the waiter's just dumping in. They don't give a shit. It's not their money. It's, not, they, it's not really wine either. <laughs> vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Water, Something. Watered down Half shit. grape juice. Exactly. Yeah, grape, ju- grape juice with a little bit of wine. So that's when the night activities start. So everybody who was hung over a couple hours, like an hour ago, is re-energized with roast duck and stuff, and uh, barrage and wines. Screw Can top. you hear him? Can you hear me? Really? Yeah, it's well, weird. There, is that better? Yes. Thank right. you. I Go ahead. Really I'm sorry. Sorry for everybody's. Uh, so they they re-energized with the screw top wine. Right. And, and, and the, the French onion soup and all that. That's when the nightlife starts. Right? Okay. So they, they have a party then. They go, like, there's different parts of the resort where you can party. So they just, you know, they get all <laughs> boozed up again. Now, there's <laughs> there's parts that are for singles and parts for couples and that kind no, of stuff, a, right? No, it's a couples resort. It's a couples resort. Oh, okay. So, I've never been. Yeah, Sandals are a couples resort, so... <laughs> The nightlife is when the, the when the locals from outside of Sandals come in and kidnap <laughs> random from people. Barefoot bobs. Right. From barefoot bobs. <laughs> <laughs> they wander on the see, beach. Then you see who makes it back the next morning. <laughs> back, gets it back. Shit. Christ. George and we Sally, lost they made it back. One. Yeah, we lost another one. So, so they're, you know, they party all night. They're drinking. 
and these women in their elegant outfits and all that, they, they specially packed in their suitcases. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wear this one on Tuesday night when we go to the French restaurant. I'm going to wear this nice little summer dress when we go to the, the fucking Italian restaurant. You see them all eating there properly, you know, in the, the dinner and all that. Like three hours later after the partying has, there's like they have like their all night, you know, tapas and stuff like that. You, you like you walk into the tapas, they get that, you know, pizza that's been under the heat lamp and you see those same women wearing the same dresses, but they can't look at you straight because they're cross-eyed from drinking so fucking much. Hair's all fucking sweating ass. <laughs> <laughs> Their husband is like on the freaking pool chair, just passed out. <laughs> Jesus. And, it, and, then, and then it restarts the following morning with breakfast potatoes. <laughs> breakfast potatoes. <laughs> and the, don't forget the mimosas, though. <laughs> Bottomless mimosas. They got the mimosa stations. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like there's like row after row of like mimosas and champagne glasses. I mean, there's been like what a six-hour break. <laughs> it's not even that. There's like a four-hour break. Four-hour break. These people only got like an hour of sleep because they were hungover, just like in bed, sweating their asses off next to each other. Oh, that's the worst. Wanting to die, and they wake up and they're just like, "Fuck it!" And they just down like three mimosas. And eat those breakfast potatoes. <laughs> it starts the vicious cycle starts up again. It's just it's just grease and carbohydrates is all we have. I mean, if you never come down, it's all just bacon. You never have to suffer. Bacon wrapped potatoes. That's it. They have bacon wrapped potatoes. They got oats. So they Yogurt. grease it up, <laughs> and then they. Fucking force as much carbs into you as possible, <laughs> so that at three o'clock it's just slipping out of you. <laughs> shit slipping out of you well, like it's fucking shoot you off the toilet. Well, to be honest, Vegas works the same way except you got to pay for everything. Well, it used to be Vegas used to have all those free uh, 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 free buffets, buffets too, but I guess they kind of gotten rid of all yeah. that shit. Well, but and free drinks. That free I think drink. they've gotten rid oh, of that. Well, too. if you if you're if you're gambling. <coughs> and they wait though. They wait. Oh yeah. They wait. Mm, oh yeah. You're you're playing some blackjack. You're through your first two hundred dollars, and finally, yep. someone comes by. Would you like a drink? Yes, I would love a drink. Five hours ago, but they'll get you one. They'll mm-hmm. get you one. You eventually. might see it eventually if you're still at the table. Now that's why I like to play slots as slow as I as slow as I possibly can. And then because because you you see them coming, you're like over here, and they get you something. Yes. And then you play a little faster because you already got a drink. You, yeah. You, you, you no maximized problem. at that point your profit, you know, whatever. But you can't just sit there when you're playing with other people with like no, you know, no blackjack or yeah. But now something. you go you go to fucking Maryland Live. They don't give you no free drinks. They don't give you free drinks there. No. Oh, I don't go to that place. You can freaking go there all day. They ain't gonna give you no shit. Well, I mean they get it's well. free drinks to the to the well, alcohol is not free. But like you can go and you'll get a coffee, but then you have to tip the the person oh, that brings so it up. So it's a buck for it's, the coffee yeah. or or a coke or whatever. It's pretty much but a if buck. It's drinks That's and you pretty ain't good nowadays. Well, yeah. you know, I I I was like the I think they do that in Atlantic in Atlantic City too. But I some of this look anywhere that's not Vegas or I guess what Macau, you're gonna have you're not gonna have those those perks. Yeah. No, I understand that. I'm just saying it's it's it, it, they just cut down all those little things that were 
you know, the, free, the, thing, the freebies yeah. that they used to give you. Yeah. Like the buffets, man, that was all over the that place. Was all because over the place. they wanted you to have energy to go in there and fucking play money. Yeah, they give you but the then they realized you'll tape. pay <laughs> and still go in and yeah. play all freaking Yeah, they'd day. be like, what the, why the hell are we giving these free buffets? <laughs> why are we giving them eggs? <laughs> <laughs> if we give them, gr- we give them bacon wrapped potatoes. Then they're gonna have to stop gambling long enough to go shit. <laughs> Dude, then we're gonna have to clean that stuff off the fucking wall with a squeegee. Guarantee the bathroom that's handles. It's like industrial size. Like, this entire resort is great. Going to the bathrooms. What the hell? Someone should really clean this up. Man. Mm. And then after breakfast, you schlep off to the the pools. <laughs> Well, but you can't get your. And then you gotta run. <laughs> you gotta run back to your room to take a shit. And you're you're squinching your asshole closed, and your your legs are rubbing against each other because you're trying to keep your asshole closed because that bacon wrapped potato is fucking coming out one way or the other. French onion from last night and the screw top line. Got the shortcut with the, with the fake crab. Oh my god. It, Imitation crab is awful. <laughs> it's, go- it's coming. And of course, when you're like you're getting ready to go to the beach, you're thinking you'd be hearing reggae music there and all that, getting the Jamaican vibe. Yep. Bullshit. You're listening to fucking Britney Spears and eat that. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, what the fuck is this? Oops. Where's, I shit my where, pants. Where's now. Bob Marley? The, Bob Marley. There ain't no Bob Marley. The pool has chlorine. Yeah. And then they want to get you off the resort as quickly as possible. So if do they offer all these stupid ass tours? I don't want to be there for a code brown. If you're not on the, if you're not in the resort, you're not eating food, which is costing them money. Right. So they charge you for more money to get you off the fucking resort. It's like a reservation. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay to be on this reservation. <laughs> all right, let's get a mannequin on the move. Speaking on the move, M- the bowel movement. Must there. we? Nice transition. You like that? Speaking of the what? I, I missed the transition. Dude, I would piss off the the uh, the dock bar there. <laughs> well, You'd see like a stream, like an oil slick. They would just wander out into the... That would want... Sorry. You'd see like a, a stream of piss, like an oil slick, just wander out into the uh, the golf. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> Because I don't want to run all the way back on the pier because I squeeze my ass cheeks together from eating all that crap the night before. So I was like, I'll just piss off. Yeah, man, go ahead. Okay. All right, Paul, sorry, on the move. No, no, I, I was blanking for a speaking second there of, anywhere. Um, what? Pissing off the, uh, speaking of pissing off the pier and uh, um, oil slick, don't we got to uh, support our sponsor here? Oh, yeah, go ahead, buddy. We sorry, I, I'm not trying to ignore him. Speaking of. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of squeezing your cheeks together. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Duckpin.com. Never Trump bullshit. Never Cox bullshit. Always a bunch of bullshit. Orioles bullshit. How well? Vaccine bullshit. Typical bullshit. Uneducated bullshit. Duckpin.com. Never Trump bullshit. Never cops bullshit. Little League bullshit. Duckpin.com. Read it. 
on the toilet. On your phone. Bullshit. <laughs> on your phone. So, so <laughs> we got we got to talk about uh, mannequin on the move. Mannequin move, yeah. Go. Not to be confused with mannequin two. Yes, there is no mannequin <laughs> two. No damn ma- it! They were they were actually now thinking about making a sequel <laughs> that the dude would fall in love with a hologram. No. Yes, yes. They were thinking about it. Okay. Name, name Jem. Now, now that was a few years ago. So now Sweet. it would be a male, a male retail worker falling in love with a male mannequin. That's what the premise sure. would be now. Well, Why it'd be, not? It'd be a trans male. <laughs> trans mannequin. Do they still identify as trans? Are they like poly gender? But I don't know. I don't know that they are trans. I but testicle or gay or anything because that's a real thing. People are falling in love with. Inanimate objects all over the place. We well, talked about that last Yeah. Oh, right. Jesus Christ, Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mannequin on the move. Let's talk about this winner. Uh, came out May seventeenth, nineteen ninety-one. Opening up to one point six mm. million dollars. Yeah, there you go. It's good enough for eighth. <laughs> it totaled out at. $3.7 million, Word which was out. good enough for 133rd. Word got out real fast about this one. And the budget, $13 million. Jeez. It was like opposite wow. the last one. The last one was like $4 million. But you got to remember that this is this was the last film by Gladden, Gladden in mm-hmm. Entertainment. We, we did, um, which movie was it that we did a big long thing about that, about Gladden? I can't remember. Oh, shit. We there one of our oh, movies yes, one of yes. the movies in the suppository we talked about Gladden it no. was one of these movies that that they put out yeah. uh, David uh, David Begelman was uh, an embezzler who ended up shooting himself uh, after um, he was caught for the second time um, and Gladden Entertainment was brought to an end yes um, the list of movies that was put out by Gladden Entertainment Mannequin. Weekend at Bernie's, Fabulous Baker Boys, Short Time, and Mannequin on the Move. So, yeah, I'm not sure why it wasn't just a, you know, they didn't a make runaway fucking... What? They didn't make the second Weekend at Bernie's? No. Uh, <laughs> talking to the mic. No, they did not. Jeez. You can't hear me? No. Oh. Did you turn it off? <laughs> no. Can you hear me now? Sure. Okay. okay. Um, but getting back to this pile of garbage, uh, it opened up against What About Bob? Oh, man. A stellar movie. And Classic. Stone Cold, starring Boston? Brian Bosworth. That's right. That's right. I love that movie. It's a pile of garbage, but it's one of those weird ones that you love. The other movies out that week were FX2, Madonna's Truth or Dare, mm-hmm. uh, Switch, I don't remember that, Oscar, which we just watched. Uh, the oh, yeah. S- the Silence funny. of the Lambs, which is in our suppository. Heck yeah. Uh, Kiss Before Dying and One Good Cop. So um, not, not a terrific weekend for movies. I mean, not nothing that stands out as, man, those are all classics. 
Right. I mean, there's yeah. one that I recognize as being a classic. And Silence of the Lambs and What About Bob? They're both fucking well, ridiculously okay. good. Okay, too. Um, <laughs> this movie. What about Bob? So good. Yeah, it's it's one of the best comedies ever. Uh, Stuart Raphil, once again, we've almost covered every one of his movies. He was the director for Ice Pirates, Mac and Me. Ice Pirates. <laughs> And uh, Mannequin on the Move, and also the Philadelphia Experiment, which is the only thing we haven't covered. Oh, we got to do it. <laughs> That's a totally different movie, too. It is, too, man. And it's actually a pretty decent yeah. film. It's we can't do it this month. No, no. We have to wait, we'll have to wait for that one. Uh, Next year. Edward Rugoff was the writer. Um, he was a writer on Mannequin and Mannequin on the Move, Mr. Nanny, <laughs> Double Take. So we, we discussed that last week. The big stars of the movie, Christy Swanson. Yes, um, everybody knows Best her. known for Flowers in the Attic and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, not the show. Right. Um, and then uh, William Ragsdale, <laughs> who played Here we go. Jason Williamson. Um, he was best known, at least at the time, for Fright, Fright Night. Night yep. He had done Fright Night and Fright Night Part Two, uh, And uh, then he did some other movies. <laughs> I uh, did a TV show that I refused to discuss. <laughs> Here we go. No, 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 no. This is a tie-in because we have another. We have another. Uh, another alumni in the suppository. Right. What uh, <laughs> the TV show was Herman's Head. <laughs> he played Herman. So bad, shitty movie. But see, it's as bad as he is, he did Fright Night Part Two. He did Mannequin on the Move, Big Mama's House Two. What? Roadhouse Two, The Last Call. There was a Roadhouse too. Yes, and then <laughs> then, a, then a movie called The Reaping. They're actually coming out with a remake of Roadhouse. I heard. Did you hear about that? I heard, with yeah. uh, I Roadhouse. think it's Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. And that that's going to be horrible. He was in um, The Day Until After Tomorrow or something like that. And that's in the suppository. Yeah, I, I, I Sci-Fi July. Yeah, Day After Tomorrow. We did it in Sci-Fi July, I believe. Yes, we did. Um, then of course Misha Taylor came back as Hollywood. Uh, he we discussed him last week. Fabulous. Like your typical shitty sequel, you have to have like a continuation like character. A continuation character that brings the magic. Well, there was yeah. there were two. Oh yeah, and and the Rick Moranis look alike. Right, he was the guy. he was he was the guy who raped and sexually assaulted and impregnated and then left for child support that woman who he thought it was a mannequin. Right. That dastard. And in the second movie, he's now basically the G.W. Bailey character. Yes. Right. Yes. They gave um, him too big of a role. Then the only other person of note was Terry Kaiser. I did not write down the the guy, the owner's name because I don't give a shit. But it was uh, <laughs> Terry Kaiser who played Count Spretzel, and uh, of course he's known for Friday Thirteenth Part Seven, Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> he played the titular character Bernie. I can't wait till we do that movie. <laughs> Uh, on the beach. <laughs> side out, mannequin on the move, um, and then he was also in Weekend at Bernie's Two, playing the titular character once again. And he also was in a wonderful movie that everyone should run out and see called Tammy and the T Rex. Oh, yes, mm. yes. That sounds great. It's fucking horrible. Oh. So there you go. That's the that's the rundown. The only other shit that I had in this was that uh, the pink convertible that shows up at the uh that that uh hollywood drives in this movie was also in 
Mac and Me at the end. The aliens drive away in a pink convertible. Yeah. And it's the same pink convertible so, from this. Yeah. Because Stuart Rafil has decided that he wants to make every shitty film ever. Why not? So that's it, man. <coughs> uh, good night. <laughs> See ya. Well, we all knew we were in trouble watching this movie in during the first, the first five, seconds. five minutes. Jesus Christ, dude. It it you've seen it before. It's it's basically the the evil queen yeah. and the prince who loves the the, the commoner yeah. peasant girl. The peasant girl. Peasant girl. And so Terry Kaiser at least at the beginning plays a magician mm-hmm. who puts a curse on her with a necklace. With a necklace. And the only part that the necklace can't come off for a thousand years or the love of her life has to take it off. Right. So William Ragsdale plays the prince, but yes. then, of course, you flash forward. It's another trope. N- basically 99 years. Same actor. 999 years. years. Same then trope. he, once again, now he's playing yeah. the love interest. The or love interest. Who he's is, it, <clears throat> all, the, all the secondary shit of this movie makes zero sense. No. Okay, he has no relationship or whatsoever. You're not really sure. I don't even know what he fucking did for a living. Well, like. he went to the retail store where <coughs> apparently, like, the manager of the retail store is, like, our president from last night. Where he's, it's like, this is a freaking Macy's, dude. Yeah. <coughs> there is the dust here. I'm going to dust this. There's a lot of weird nonsense in this movie that makes no fucking sense whatsoever. I mean, you can start with the fact that the owner of the company is no longer of Stelgetti. Right. Uh, they don't explain what happened to her or to Andrew McCarthy nope. or or anything else. Like, they don't explain any continuation issues whatsoever. I thought it was set at a different store, honestly. It's the same fucking store. It was Princeton Company, again. They said it was Princeton Company, and Hollywood was working there, but Hollywood basically had Andrew McCarthy's position in the company. Remember VP of uh, visual something. I don't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. They all died in a tragic accident. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So <laughs> I, I, I'm a, I will say that this must be Estelle Getty's son. I don't know. Uh, may, well, they don't Who the fuck knows? They, they don't explain really it. explain anything. Yeah. Uh, but he's got two, you know, sycophants that walk around and yeah. write down whatever he says. Exactly. He always, like, marches off, like, I don't know, like, epitaph. Like, Sayings, and they have to write down their right. Notes. And he's he's constantly looking for something to complain about, yes. which I guess is supposed to be funny, but it never hits the mark at all. Not even just totally misses the mark. Um, there's I think there's the, never a line that he does the entire movie that's funny. I mean, I think the whole movie, like where the last one was, you had that like it was a romantic comedy. It was basically half and half. It was funny, but then you had that romantic element. This was more like eight. They tried to be funny with the two, and and they just over they overdid it, and it didn't really, like you said, it didn't hit the mark at all, uh, anywhere. Well, the love was, story is definitely s- secondary. T- too silly. Yeah. I mean, this is this is one of those sequels, like you said, it's too silly. It's everything is taken to the tenth degree, and the problem with that is, is that if you're doing a spoof film. You can kind of get away with that kind of comedy, especially if you're intelligent writers, <coughs> um, you know, like the Zucker brothers and, and people like that. But you can't fucking get away with that if you have shitty writing. No. Right. 
And then you basically try to amp everything up to the moon and make everything funny. And it n- n- almost nothing in this movie hits. Right. The only thing watchable in this movie, once again, of course, I can watch Christy Swanson all day, every yes, fucking day. Yes. She's gorgeous. Yes, she is. Um, and she was... They, I, I will say, though, when they kind of dress her up and they primp up the hair and stuff... She's less attractive yeah, to me. Yeah, she's one of these girls who looks better as she's the girl next door. Girl next door, girl, she's yeah. fucking perfect, dude. I, I love mean, her head down. Yeah, I mean, but I think though, she's more. Off. Yeah, but she's more attractive overall. Like, there's no moments where you're like, what? What? Oh, okay. Yeah, she's attractive. No, not right now. No, she oh, no. Yeah, she's very hot. hot the whole time. She is attractive as as opposed to Kim Cattrall, who kind of went in and out of. Being it's hot. like an uh, optical illusion type. I, w- thing, I right? would agree that Chrissy Swanson's better looking than Kim Cattrall. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. I've uh, well, I mean, I've always had a thing Chrissy for her. Swanson's Speci- I mean, the weird thing is, is that one of the first things I ever saw her in was Flowers in the Attic. Uh-huh. And when you start that movie, she, you know, of course, everybody has that bleach blonde hair right. in that movie because they're inbred. Mm-hmm. Um, Spoilers. Is, is, no. is that what does it? Yeah. It's a that's a weird series. It's a fucking awesome movie though, yeah. ain't it? Yeah. And and I love the movie, but see between that and Deadly Fe- and Deadly Friend, mm-hmm. two movies that she did around the same time, she's very pale and very bleach blonde. And yeah. there's something about that look that always kind of worked for me. Mm-hmm. But then she does Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I'm done. I'm I was fucking done, dude. Yeah, I, I, I would have done anything she asked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So, the... Uh, mannequin 2. Oh, yeah, back to Mannequin 2. <laughs> she did this fucking movie as move, well. On the move, Tom. I'm sorry, on the move, on the move. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so she's gorgeous. The rest of the story makes almost no sense at all. Like You know, like it when he when he jumped in after the obvious mannequin that fell in the water, but he <laughs> thought it was... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he was trying to save. <laughs> Okay, you he can jun- tell it's just a mannequin falling, but he's like, oh, I thought it was a real person. Well, he <laughs> thought it was a real person because when he was underwater, she came alive for a second. When, when she, she fe- blinked. <laughs> but when she fell, yeah. into, like, when he saw it fall, <clears throat> it was obvious it was a mannequin. Yes, but I think Hollywood was saying that, that it was extremely valuable. Oh, okay. And that yeah. especially the necklace was extremely valuable. And that was kind of the whole deal. The first part you have to get past is Terry Kaiser basically plays, he played the wizard at the beginning, and now he's kind of like. He's playing his grandson? Well, great, 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 great grandson. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because, of course, that's funny. Great, 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 but great, he great. still has the same exact mentality yeah. of his <coughs> ancient wizard. Well, not exactly. Ancestor. I mean, the wizard was like putting, him on, putting her under a spell. Now, sh- he was more or less in love with her? I, uh, I don't know. It was hard to tell what his was motivation was. In France. I mean, I guess it was... Well, I mean, she is really freaking hot. Yeah, but he would have never actually seen her alive, which could have been a completely different view, you know. Maybe but dead then, eyes is just a tone And we know me. that the... the n- yes, that's true. <laughs> the, like um, a doll's eyes. Like a doll's eyes. The, uh... <laughs> you fucking... I love you. <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the uh, the problem becomes 
<laughs> Paul's totally derailed at this point. I am. I'm he lost. Here. Go ahead, Tom. I see you want to say this something. Whole, this whole train, <laughs> the whole train is gone. Train is gone. The train has left the station. So he had a good thought there for a second. Too. It's it gone. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> everything sucks about this movie. Like everything's to the tenth degree. I, I you can't I can't even figure out what the motivation was for the Terry Kaiser character. Okay, I just like, can't. why did she want to destroy her son's love interest? Because she's a peasant. Because she's a peasant, and you know the different classes can't marry. It's the cruel. Well, he well he knew that, so he thought that the thousand years was going to was going was up. Right. right? So he had to be there when she when he thought she was going to wake up. Yes, but he then thought that she would then belong to him, and then he would have the because necklace he was the to... Count. He was ruler of this whatever kingdom. No. The queen was still alive. There's an actual phone call between well, there, there, there is. Retzel <laughs> and the queen. He was planning I to thought, skip town I thought that wasn't that his like, wife or something? No, no, no. The queen... The, I he I think he was some kind of consultant to the queen. He was uh, a count. Like a count, right. right, right, right and right. then... Um, you know, there's because there's a whole scene about that he has to explain to her that the that the that the the girl is missing and she's all upset about it and she's like, I didn't agree with this in the first place. And then he was planning on taking, basically, waiting till she comes to life, then selling off the necklace, kidnapping yeah. her, and going to Bermuda, which apparently that was a big joke <laughs> because you have these three. Russian, Hans, Franz, and no, they're German, German, German. Yeah, German. German. I mean, their their accents kind of changed as the movie went so on, so it was difficult to fucking so tell. You still had, like, when was G German reunification? Ninety one, ninety two. Yeah, it would have been right around yeah. when the wall was yeah, coming 91, down. Ninety one, ninety two. So you, I mean, they were German because it was supposed to be. Didn't they mention Bavaria well, or something? It was yeah, they were somewhere yeah. near oh, Bavaria, right. which of course is why his name was Spretzel. Right. Right. Which is pretzel with a fucking P. It's or, or, or with an S. Almost sounds like spatzel and pretzel. <laughs> it's a pretzel. It's a it's right. pretzel with a fucking S. It's the it, the whole thing is so fucking Spretzel. stupid. His name is Spretzel. Okay. And Can he's we talk about Bavaria. the dance? Oh, the dance Jesus scene. Christ. <laughs> so she comes to life. The first time she comes to life, he takes her out on the town. He doesn't. He still doesn't understand that the taking the necklace off brought her to life. He still doesn't get that. So a lot of like you said that a lot of people don't seem to get a lot of things in this movie. That necklace, no one seems to get. Although it's very obvious to should be to people in the room. Number two, Hollywood doesn't seem to has really really hard time remembering what happened in the last yeah. movie. Because yeah. when, because yeah. when, what's his name? He's like, I saw her come alive. Holly's like, that doesn't exist. No, that, that, that never happens. Were, were you in the last movie? <laughs> it never happens until later in the movie when he completely acknowledges he's, that it does happen. He's, he's like, like, wait no, a minute, no, no, this happened once. This did happen once. <laughs> it happened before. Never mentioned again. Yeah, I mean, totally yeah, forgot. He, it was just a, he like a year or two ago. His friend right. and a dummy. <laughs> he oh, was the freaking yeah. priest there. <laughs> I mean that's uh, that that's like I can I, look I can I can I can sympathize with trying to move the plot forward without having anyone give it away to the characters. Yes. But for for Hollywood to forget the entire movie that happened before until like later, like oh wait that did happen. What? 
Well, there, but see that this that, wasn't important enough for you. No, yeah, but like what One happened of, is really important. Like <laughs> a mannequin came, came to life. life. You would remember that forever like, <laughs> in the front of your your mind at all points in time. You have nightmares you'd, about it. You'd see mannequins on the street, and you'll think, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Could those be living? I'm, and someone mentioned the first time someone mentions that it came alive. Your first reaction would be, "Oh no, not again." <laughs> Not, no. oh, that's just horseshit, baby. <laughs> be, oh, no, not again. <laughs> this can't be happening. Dear Jesus, get me out of this. Oh, God, not another one. And later on, it's like, <laughs> oh. Wait a minute. I completely believe you because this happened in the last movie. <laughs> horseshit movie. Jesus it's a horseshit movie, that dance scene. <laughs> Where he like does a okay, split yeah, in do the your, air. Okay, yeah, your, do your dance. He, like, <laughs> do you dance? he does do a split in the air in his club, this horrible club, Reek's 80s club, where like all the men are like putting their ears against like women's chest or something like that. It's like right. Dance. Oh, that dance scene. Oh, I thought you. Uh, that's what. Yeah, like the club scene, the dancing where he. <laughs> oh, does I was it. talking about the end, the the dance number oh. right before. Oh, uh, okay. uh, oh no, let's not go there yet. Not, you got to so go to the one that the, they do where he like. He does a split in the air and then like puts both his hands on his knees and does like the the the, the halo with his head and she's like looking like what's silly? what the fuck are you what doing? Are you doing? <laughs> now I read I was reading through IMDb mm-hmm. and they claim that he was doing the dance from Can't Buy Me Love. That's not true because I remember that dance. Right. And that was the dance where he's like, you know, yeah. doing this shit. It wasn't the same dance no, at all. It wasn't even close to the same dance. And and he couldn't dance for shit, and he's basically just, like, winging around, and then out of nowhere, she just, keep in mind, peasant girl. Peasant girl. But suddenly she can dance like she's she, royalty. Yeah, they, they, they she knows how to dance in a ballroom because she'd totally end up in a ballroom exactly. in her time period. And, and not only that, but the music changed to, like, a ballroom yeah, music as of well. Of course it did, because Why that not? makes sense. Well, and and then everybody there head. starts dancing the way she's dancing, because <laughs> that makes fucking sense. Because why not? It's well, I never yeah. problem with that. I think that was uh, that they added that for comedic effect. I well, yeah, that. we we know where they really? stole that from. What Teen Wolf? I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same fucking thing. Well, that and Can't Buy Me Love. Of course, everybody in Can't Buy Me Love starts doing yeah. the African Mambudu yeah. dance. It's which is fucking great. I love that scene. So, uh, Jesus Christ! I, you know the best part of Can't Buy Me Love, considering we're we're just jumping all over the place, is when he's he, every he's exposed. Okay, she exposes him, and 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 everybody turns on him and he kicks him out of the party on New Year's Eve, and he's walking home. And he's walking past all these parties, and he walks past one of the parties, and the fucking people inside the party are doing the African Mambudu dance. That's the fucking funniest yep. part of that movie. Yep. That is great. <laughs> the rest of it's yeah. funny, yeah. but that's that, the that, best that part. Is, yep. <laughs> anyway, back to this pile of garbage. <laughs> so, this pile of shit. Even Hollywood, he's not as funny no. as he was in the first it's movie. Forced. It feels a lot more forced. It's There's like any no sequel. It's like any sequel. You, well, you and he's, have a he's in it too much. They rely on him too much. Well, they had to because nothing else was worth fucking watching, yeah. dude. He right. was a prominent part in the first movie. That he they was brought over just the enough. Movie. And then it's almost like he was like, you know, 40% important. Now he's like 60 or 70%. Yeah, I, I And it's just like, 
He, it was too much. It was forced. He's the chain right. holding this whole franchise together. You know? yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that and the rapey guy who became security. <laughs> and he's not even the same character anymore, is he? Well, I, that's not clear. He could have been promoted or whatever. But well, it was a different company because he worked for Illustra as the cleanup guy. That's right. Yeah. And then in the second movie, he is security for Prince, Prince and Company. I feel really secure around that guy, I guess. (laughs) Well, and then, of course, they have to have the stupid nonsense at the end where he sprays Hans and Franz in the face with his hairspray hairspray, because he's not allowed to have mace. Mace. So bad. God damn it. What a shit movie. And that blinds him for a second, long enough for the essentially the illustra chick from the first movie is now working for Prince. It's not the same girl, but. She works for Prince and Company, but she looks a lot like. Um, and I think that they picked somebody who looked exactly like Roxy mm-hmm. so that he could end up with Roxy. Yes. Like, y- b- yeah. because he got shit on at the end of the other movie. Yeah. It's like, really? That's where you're going to go with this? I think this one, I think the woman in this movie is more attractive than, than Roxy. Yeah, but you can't say that they didn't look. Oh no, they look very pretty similar. much exactly right, the right. same. I mean, they they had the same haircut, the same kind of look. She just worked for Prince and Company in in the uh, the perfume um, section, right? And right. and of course, she gets she's repulsed by him the entire time until he sprays hairspray in Hans and Franz's face until he takes charge, and he's wearing a different uniform too. Yeah, so now I she finds him sexy, right? And can't keep her hands off of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so they sh- the, the fact that uh, th- nothing in this fucking movie no. is worth watching. No, it's th- not this worth is watching. So nothing, bad. No. At no. least with Mac and me, there. You, like I said, if you're in a group of people, you, you can watch sit down and watch it go and across. fucking <laughs> think it's p- certain parts are hilarious. Nothing in this movie is even... Nothing. There is nothing redeemable about this movie. Nothing. I even like. I even think that the end is... Bad because they well two things one they redo the theme from the last one oh, yes yeah. and number two they get in that pink Cadillac and drive off yep and if you look down in the lower right hand corner they're waving yep and the credits go up yep I can't even see the car anymore and they're still waving I'm like who are they waving to <laughs> why are they wa- why are all these people on an on a, essentially I think it's supposed to be a New York street mm-hmm. but it's Philadelphia. Is it Philly? Is it supposed to be Philly? St- I think that's where the store is. Lo- is, is I can't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Philly, New York. It doesn't matter. It's, it's the city. same fucking it's thing. City. City. But why it's are the all these place. people coming out <laughs> and clapping for them as they get into the car to take off? Well, I don't have a problem with that. That was. That's a very. This is. Look, I not. This is a. 90, They're not this famous. Is, like it but, happened but, but, in the last movie. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I think. Uh, right. The. This movie came out in 91, but this is still very 80s movie. Yes, right? it is very. And so everyone coming out and, and, and being like. Not you know, as 80s together as Together and supportive yeah. and everyone's having a good time. That's sort of an 80s theme. Trope. Right? Before, before we had the hangover Happiness of the 90s. Happiness happened in the 80s. And, and yeah, and hangover yes. happened in the 90s and no one was happy and everyone had to do some drugs in order to feel nice and The happy 90s and didn't start until 92 or 93. 92. We've discussed that before. Right, yeah, exactly. that's somewhere in our suppository. Right. Listen to all the episodes. The Crow, find. I think, is the episode was we it discussed. It might have been it a Crow, yes. Because we did talk a lot of music in The Crow. Yeah, well, we did. well, that and, and I think that's when uh, Nirvana became yep. really popular. Just basically destroyed 
any other musical genre at the time. Yep. And it wasn't happy. It wasn't because if you think about all the other music out there, it was, I mean, what a, what, a kiss, right? What, they write music. It's the same thing over and over again, but it's not, doesn't <coughs> depress the F out of you. Right. You know, and right. the 90s started out that way. Then you had other bands that were just like, I just want to sit around and be depressed. <laughs> but this movie was very, that's the only thing that I'll give this movie. It was upbeat, and uh, it, it tried to maintain that upbeat, happy, silly character, mm. which I think that, yes, it was, it was poorly written, but I think one of those things that we don't have anymore that it's, I'm not even sure if we can anymore, that the, the upbeat, just silly movie, because you have to have a certain kind of culture to have that kind of movie, and we don't have that anymore. Well, I, I think that that kind of stuff still exists, but the problem is, is it's surrounded with, you know, SJW fucking messaging, and that's where you lose guys like us. You, yeah. you know, you lose er, you lose half your audience because She-Hawk, which is supposed to be like that, she's basically, you know, dancing around, like I said last week, with Megan the Stallion. Yep. And... But then that's supposed to be funny and light and, and, and that kind of a, you know, whimsical type situation. But there's so much whim and fucking nonsense in that show that you right. can't even get to that part and enjoy it and think it's funny. Because now they're not even just being funny. They're still sending a message that, you know, f- fat girls or girls with big asses, you know, should be able to dance in the middle of a fucking law firm. Uh, I mean, it, which that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. None of the fucking show makes any no. sense. So the first, so these two movies, Mannequin and Mannequin on the Move, I think send, <laughs> they, they appeal, even if you think that the writing is terrible, yeah. I think they can appeal to anybody. Mm. Whereas nowadays, uh, entertainment seems like, and that's why I like Top Gun. I think they can, that can appeal to anybody. But I think most entertainment now can only appeal to the people that it's written for, and that's the message. Well, right? I, the message is written. The uh, entertainment is written with the message. Either women are the best, or you know, basically all message messaging now is white men have privilege and colonialism is you know blah blah blah, and women are the best and everyone else you know blah blah. You don't have that in movies of the eighties. It's all fun. And people seem to enjoy it, whether they're. I think whatever. that there was still messaging in the '80s and the '90s. It was just not as. They didn't need to discuss the problems. If, right. if you we think feel about the need yes, to dissect you, them every movie. If you if you go back for the to the you know '50s, '60s, yes, there there was definite messaging that was different, but it wasn't it wasn't. Well, t- as I mean, dude, as as look, as look who's coming to dinner. That's obviously a messaging movie. It was. It but was, you but can sit there and watch the original one and not feel preached to, knowing what the message is the entire fucking movie. You yep. still don't feel preached to. It's messaging now is is as overt as being hit over the side of the head with an iron skillet. It's very, it's very overt. That's our, that's our critical thinking nowadays. And right, no one, you, you can't just give someone a a situation and they're supposed to, you know, digest it individually. Mm-hmm. You have to be told how <coughs> you're supposed to digest it, and that's the problem. And that that and that in and of itself destroys fun and silliness. 
which is the only thing that I can respect out of this movie, is that it is, it tries to be fun and silly. Okay. All right, let's wrap it up then. Yeah. Um, Sophia, you're, you're obviously a... Uh, Connoisseur? Whatever, just okay. go. Give us a number. 4.5. Really? Wow. You gave Mannequin a five and a half, and you're giving Mannequin no, 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 on the be, Move a four and a half. Be. Okay, fine. No, no, no. Stop bullying her. I'm not bullying you. I just want to make sure you... Fine, three. No, no, no. You can stick with your four and a half. You explain your situation. Why do you think it's a four and a half? I think it's. I think it would entertain kids. <laughs> what age? Um. <laughs> what kind of question? What age? What age? What age? What his question in the demographic? Of what age? <laughs> I'm thinking maybe, maybe a three-year-old might be entertained uh, by this. There's a lot of shiny colors. No teenagers. <laughs> what That's age? Got to be like elementary schoolers. Uh, okay. What? Tommy. Economic status. <laughs> Tommy, can you hear me? Wait, uh, you're coming in. Wait. Okay, give me a number, buddy. Uh, two. A two. That's because Swanson was very hot. I yeah. And it was like very silly. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's it. Those are my two. That's, that's my two. Uh, everything else, was, it, was, it wasn't very well written. Uh, they depended on Meshach Taylor too much. Uh, and it didn't seem to have any sort of continuation otherwise. I am going to give it the blue toe. Zero point zero. Can we do zeros? Is that on our scale? Nothing for Swanson. I didn't think zero was on our scale. Is it? It is now. It is now. Zero point zero. Wow, that's lower than Mac and me. Dude. I enjoyed Mac and me <laughs> with my like daughter. <laughs> and my my kids were there, and we laughed. I don't think I even chuckled at this movie. There was one line. I think there was one fucking line that Misha had yes. that was kind of funny. When they and were that walking through the department store, and the one guy was that closer to the mic. The one when they were walking through the department store, and the one guy. Came up to him and is like, you know, I want to come to your seek your advice or something like that. Right. And he's like, oh, of course. And, and he was, I was, oh, of course you would. And I was like, no, you're the last person I've talked to or something like that. <laughs> that, was, that was actually funny. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was probably it, dude. Uh, I don't know. I the thought blue Towski score of zero point zero. I did like the line at the end after the dance scene where he where uh, the count shoots the. I guess obviously Jewish manager of the store. Oh Jesus Christ! And, and he's like, he's like, get these, like, he's like, stop that, stop, stop that, stop that. And they kept writing down everything he said. I thought I, I went, huh? Yeah. That was my laugh. I was like, oh. I'm not sure if I farted or I giggled, <laughs> but something happened in that scene. I, I, I also one thing that we skipped real quick before you give your fa- the final word there, Jim. Um, we discussed before we started the the show. They do all this show. There is really no overlap. And then you get to the credits, and as soon as the credits start rolling, they play the song from Mannequin yeah. One. Yep. So but, lazy. And it's like, so what lazy. the fuck? It doesn't fit in. Don't, yeah, don't taint that song with this movie. 
It doesn't fit into what's going on. It's almost like some there's sound effects and everything going on, and then it just cuts off, and they just start yeah. playing the song. It's like so out of place. Jefferson Airplane. But, but the, but the uh, opposite. Starship. What? Jefferson Starship. And at basically the reason that it was released as Starship and not Jefferson Starship is because they were under contract, and they couldn't, um, they couldn't release music as Jefferson Starship. To for the a uh, first movie, well, they were Jefferson Airplane, that one. Yeah, Jeff- they, and they re- I think they, they renamed or something. Renamed to Jefferson Starship, <coughs> and then for this particular movie, they dropped the the Jefferson and just did Starship because they were under contract. Okay, all right. But to bring it back to to the Top Gun Maverick, they used a lot of the, the same music, the theme song, right? And even down to the type, like to the, how the movie started. And how that movie, they, they played the Top Gun theme, and it said Top Gun. And at that point, I'm like, I could watch the original right now. And right. then it went Maverick. I'm like, okay, I can watch this. And at the end, I'm like, I'm glad I watched this. this I great. will say that but there are re- people but that, was that a good. it wouldn't be appealing to. But most of them have, you know, green hair and face tattoos. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that this was a good use, or good reuse of yes. the, the previous music. This was not. Because it, it w- did not make an appearance, nor, like, throughout Top Gun Maverick, you had, like, orchestrations of the theme. And y- you know how, or, like, you have a main theme that's produced well, why by don't a band or someone else. we hold that for when we do Top Gun Maverick? No, no, wait. Well, but this Starship song didn't even make an appearance. No, it didn't. And then it kind of, like, showed up and in the, the like, last for, second. The music for throughout this did not match. The music in Mannequin did match yes. that song. Right. It had that same kind of feel to it and it was done very well and it and it flew and you could tell that yeah. all the music for the movie was surrounding in by that starship song yes, there was yes. some organization but in in mannequin 2 the music doesn't match anything to do with that and then just at the end they just blurt it out so that you it's go home dis- with that noise. nostalgia fucking pop gigantic exactly. turd noise and well, it, the, it's just like, everything Jesus the music Christ. seemed Fart very noise. disorganized like yeah. like it didn't seem like from Not song to happy. song it was just like like what? Like it was the last gasp yeah. of the '80s, and you could just like like shoot it out of one of those T-shirt cannons, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this Starship song shows up, and you're like, all right, "Jim, that, that's it. I'm done." Give with your that. numbers because we got to go. One point five. One point five. For all the reasons everybody said. Yeah. <laughs> there, you don't have anything Man. else to say. So anyway, next week September sequels. We're going to start off with Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's. Followed by Weekend at Bernie's 2, which I do know is on Hulu. I don't know where the <coughs> fuck Weekend at Bernie's is. We'll Weekend figure it out. at Bernie's 2 on the move. <laughs> we'll on the move. <laughs> on the move. Dead body on the move. Dead body on the move. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye-bye.